Hello and welcome back to Character Speaks. Thanks for joining us today. It is a podcast in partnership with ProSign Design to spotlight passionate educators who are walking the talk. I'm your host, Barbara Gruner, and today we're speaking with, oh gosh, so many roles, a principal, uh, all-around good guy, kindness advocate, an upcoming author, Jeff Kubiak out in California. How are things going today? They are going so well. I can finally see the sun today. It's awesome. Ooh, how long have you been without sunshine? It's uh, It's been an abnormally wet, gray, rainy winter here in California. So it's uh, it's been very well needed, but uh, it's nice to see the sun. All right. Well, it makes me want to start singing You Are My Sunshine, but I think I'll forego that <laughs> and ask you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what brought you to today. Um, my friend Babs Gruner brought me to today, <laughs> but uh, um, I've been an educator for, I don't know, over 20 years. Um, I've had multiple major roles throughout my life. I was a uh, competitive athlete for quite a long time. I got up to the world-class level. Then I was a a full-time swim coach. Um, And then I combined coaching and teaching. I taught uh, elementary, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth grades. And my, uh, one of my principals said, Jeff, you should look into more than being a teacher leader and get your admin credential. And I said, I will never become a principal. And the next thing you know, I was getting married, having a baby and getting my uh, admin credential all together. So that that brings me here. This is uh, year six as a principal. So never say never. No. (laughs) I'll bet those quirky fourth, fifth, and sixth graders absolutely loved you. Can you share some favorite times, moments in time with them, things that, that you did to, to light them up? We had, we always had fun. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I just, uh, this flash just came into my mind. We, uh, I had a, um, I always liked class pets. And so we had rats Ooh, and no, yeah, <laughs> and I always remember this, uh, one we got and I let the kids name them. And this one boy was so strong, strongly in favor of artichoke. He really wanted to name our little rat artichoke, and I just I remember that all the time. And it's you know it's kind of you had to be their story, but it, it, it just it's silly. Um, you know we had Kubiak Cash, and we had auctions and stores, and went on lots of field trips and played a ton. And um, I did a lot of things I I regret and wouldn't want to do again. Um, that I you know I talked about a lot with uh, John Harper of uh, My Bad. My Bad. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think I did the things I did well were building relationships and I loved each kid for each kid. And um, unfortunately, we don't see that across the board anymore. And that's that was the key to teaching is is finding that connection, because if I could find out what was going wrong with Barbara and get her into class on time, then that was a win maybe, you know, or why a kid was going hungry or throwing a shoe across the room. And um, I think that's also the key for just people and administrators. You know, we got to know our peeps. And if we don't, um, we can't help them help each other. So 
that's always been important to me. So you were kind of doing the SEL thing before it was like a buzzword and trending. I tried. I, you know, I hated school. School was not easy for me. It was not fun. Um, I mean, I had a fifth grade uh, teacher grab me by the neck and bang my head against the classroom oh, door wow. and yell. And Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was terrible. And I'll, I'll always remember there was this kid from Chile in my fifth grade class, and the teacher wouldn't let him go to the bathroom. And I will never forget because I was sitting right there. He went back, got on his knees, and peed on the dictionaries. I mean, mm. it, was, it was it was classic. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I school was tough. It wasn't fun until I had Mrs. Sherry in sixth grade. She brought the world to me. And so, um, you know, that's uh, kind of what, what got me thinking. So. Do you know what? In Indiana this fall, we saw a speaker and he talked about eight boys, eight boys from his neighborhood. He said they were all August boys. And he said, so something must have been going on that prior November. But they lived like a stone's throw from each other growing up. And then he showed four that had become successful and four that were either dead or in jail. Wow. And when he talked about what do you think was the common denominator with the four successful boys, it was their fifth grade teacher. Oh, love it. And then he love basically it. said to, you know, he's preaching to the choir and a group of counselors, but he's like, all kids deserve that fifth grade teacher. I don't recall her name right now, but that was such a powerful example of the difference that teaching um connection with kids makes huh yeah totally and i you know unfortunately i only had at that point one male teacher and it wasn't the male role model that i needed and a lot of our boys and um you know it's it's nice to see these amazing males um like in kindergarten in the lower elementaries too because our boys need that. Not that the girls don't, but, you know, when you see your whole pipeline to prison thing, yep. you get 90 plus percent of the males in prison didn't have a positive male role, role model, right? So mm -hmm. I try to be that. Um, but yeah, you, you, you got to have that one, hopefully more, but that one that's just going to turn that light on and get you so excited to come to school. So. And would you agree with the with the data that um, we can kind of predict the dropout rate on the kids who are dropping out already as young as kindergarten? Um, I wouldn't disagree, but I think there's other factors. But I, yeah, I think we could at least have a darn good idea. We start to see the patterns of, um, unfortunately, the parent disengagement. And then yeah. we see maybe the kid that, you know, is already struggling or being yelled at in the morning. So, yeah, yeah, I would I haven't seen the data, but I I think, sure, that's that's a definite indicator. Yeah. A sad indicator. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, hey, I want to go back to the kid who, who had to use the bathroom. When I was student teaching, my um, advisor really said, listen, pick your battles. These kids, they know if they have to go or not. So so just let them go. Like, why are we you know, we're the only you know, job in the world where we get to decide if someone uses the bathroom or not. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because, you know, there's those kids that are going to abuse that privilege, right? 
Of course, you're going to, I mean, you have kids that abuse every privilege, but isn't it our job as the connector and leader um, to decide and converse with them? I mean, really, does it, does it really matter if a kid goes out two or three times a day to go to the bathroom? No. And if the kid wants to go out every time that there's a difficult assignment or something struggles, well then, hello, that's our job. We see see the pattern and we figure it out and then we connect and we use different resources if we have to. But I mean, come on, like, you know, it's just, it's kind of goes the same thing. This, I cannot stand, you know, punitive measures and, you know, taking away recess or making kids come in because they didn't do an assignment and stuff. And it's like, what does that have to do with learning and being a kid? So, yeah. Okay. So I dug into your um, social media feed a little bit just to see what kind of a message you're pushing out. I loved this one. Your kindness can light up someone else's heart. Go turn up the wattage. And your hashtag, one drop of kindness, really seems to speak that message of compassion and kindness pretty loudly um, in your in your Twitter feed anyway. Can you talk about what's going on with your kindness campaign? Yeah, so um, a couple things. I, I've i uh, always tried to have some sort of a kindness club or kindness crew at school because I think if it's led by the students, then, you know, that ripple effect or domino effect and um, that as wonderful uh, Rachel's challenge, you know, the oh, uh, chain yes. reaction, Rachel called it the chain reaction. So, Um, it's there, it's present and it's obvious. And so if it starts with the kids, it goes to the staff, the teachers, the parents, the community. Um, and one drop of kindness is kind of my tagline because that's what my, uh, upcoming children's book is called. Um, and we have a, uh, young man who, uh, was moved around quite a bit and abandoned and had a rough time. Um, until a lovely young girl came into school and brought one drop of kindness because that really is all that our hearts need to change the world. So, um, yeah, that's uh, very exciting. I'm super stoked about it. Um, And, you know, I I think if we can just, you know, look into someone's eyes and just one little kind gesture, word, uh, whatever it is, you know, there's there's so many kindness peeps out there, um, and it's not hard. See, that's the thing, is that every time that Barbara approaches me or says something to me, I have a choice, right? A kind word or something that's not. And, I mean, we have the choice, and it's up to us. And so um, I don't care if we're grumpy that day or, you know, my 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 pet tarantula died or something, but we still have a choice to put kindness into someone's heart and make their day better. So why not? I love that. Congratulations on a book. Do you have a release date? Well, um, it looks like the first week of May. Um, my wonderful publisher, Sarah at EduMatch, um, uh, has been so incredible. And, um, Manny Freilich, um, kind of the marketing manager, they've, they've been amazing. So, that's what we're looking for. And the uh, illustrator I'm working with has just been epic. Mm. So super fired up. You also posted that beautiful hap- things happen when you distance yourself from negativity. So let's go to the opposite side of that kindness piece. How do you coach those people up or 
out of your orbit? Well, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, my, um, my dad grew up in a very rough, abusive, hostile environment in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He, he was a first generation um, American from Polish uh, immigrants. And uh, he, you know, bless his heart, he's struggling deeply right now from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. But he, mm. he wasn't always the kindest man. And, you know, he worked seven days a week to ensure that my sister and I would have a better life than he did. And he super succeeded on that. But um, it, it was not without struggles. And so, you know, when you, when you see people that are upset or frustrated or always angry, you have to be able to look inside their window and just get a peek. And how that is, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a sly little note under their door and say, hey, just wanted to bring you a smile or a cup of coffee or whatever it is. But you have to be willing to knock at their door and say, hey, I'm here. I don't have to say a word. I don't have to do anything. But you need to know that I'm here. I care about you and I want to help you. We don't have to be best friends, but I do work with you and I care about you because you've got 25, 35, 40 kids that you are bringing love to. And if you can't be filled with that joy, then it's hard for you to spread it. And um, I get pushed back all the time. You know, I, um, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, I, I always love Steve Jobs quote, you know, something along the lines of, you know, if you want to make ha uh, people happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. And, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you can't please everyone and you can't be that to everyone. And, um, you know, my my wonderful friend Cass Nelson sent me a quote last night. It is not your job to be everything to everyone. And but we have to be something to someone. Right. And so if it's just going to be bringing a smile, maybe that's it. But we all have our pain and we all have our issues, but, you know, we have to bring the light to our kids because there's too much darkness at the top, so to speak, in D.C. Hint, hint, no comment. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And if we don't talk so, about a thing, how are we ever going to change it? Right. I mean, if, if you and I, Barbara, can't have a conversation and we can't respectfully disagree or banter or go back and forth, then to me, I'm not growing and I'm going to hold something in perhaps that you could have found and brought out of me. Um, but it, people have so many struggles um, about asking. And it's, you know, it's funny. <laughs> so word on the street at my school is that... Um, People are going to move rooms or whatever next year, right? So we, we've had some conversations because, you know, you got to change and do things. But yesterday, four people came up to me and said, I hear you're moving everyone's room and we're all switching grade levels, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I just, I, I was kind of snarky and I wrote an email to everyone. I said, yes, Sherry, my assistant principal, yes, Sherry and I are going to move everyone's classrooms and you're all changing <laughs> grade levels. I said, really? Come on. I said, we got to get past the gossip and the uh, non-communicative uh, meanderings. And so I said, ask, ask a question. So that was my snarky Jeff yesterday. 
All right. Yesterday, um, I saw Dr. Jody Carrington say, you don't have to set yourself on fire to warm other people up. And I think that just piggybacks on what you were saying about, you know, you just have to see people. You just have to notice them. You just have to let them know they matter. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's wonderful, Jody. That was good stuff. She's good. Hey, yeah. I also saw where you posted, and this was about your one word. The only, no, I've only gotten where I am because of the you I've been given. Is your one word for this year you? It is. And I love that. Well, thank you. I, um, you know, uh, at times we get to be selfish instead of selfless. And I want to focus solely on you this year. And is that going to be a parent, a community member, a staff member, a child, my family, friends, whatever it is, what can I do to make a better you? And if it's something I can't personally do, maybe I could find a way to make it happen. And trying to be as selfless as possible, being a amazing public servant and a better father, husband, etc. And um, I believe I'm doing a pretty good job so far. Of course, I can grow and, and be better. But um, if we all looked out for someone else first, I think we'd be pretty epic as a world. Customer service at its finest. And empathy, oh, yeah. empathy really is all about stepping into you, right? Oh, totally. Totally. And, you know, I, my, uh, uh, my favorite book lately for that has been um, Peter Reynolds' book, you know, um, I Am Human. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, I love getting kids to understand of putting someone else's shoes on because we have to, we have to understand that someone else feels differently and we have to see that. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Sanford Harmony curriculum, they actually pair it with cognition and um, conflict resolution and problem solving skills. And at first, a friend of mine who is using it is like, well, how is empathy, you know, going with that? But it is so cognitive, that understanding piece, right? Yeah, and I think we learn it as infants and toddlers, don't we? I mean, oh, yeah, we're hardwired for it. Totally. And if we have parents that were never pushed to understand that or to feel that that was part of their DNA, then the kids aren't. But I mean, it's, it's always around you, you know, a baby, a toddler, an infant, they are seeing people go through so many different stages of physical pain, mental pain, emotion. And, um, to talk about it is so important that it becomes part of our culture. And not just the pain, but the celebrations too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's like, I've got to support my friend Barbara who just won her race after all her struggles. Maybe I got second or eighth or 10th or didn't finish, but Hey, it's important for me to acknowledge my friend who is so filled with joy and happiness instead of raining on a parade. And we have to remember that. Yeah. And full disclosure to the listeners, you and I tried five different times to get this recording up for you, it's early in the morning and three times technology on my end, once on your end. And we were frustrated. But today I'm celebrating you for your perseverance, your flexibility, your determination and your grit. Gruner's grit, baby, is what got <laughs> us here. 
Okay, so you're taking care of a lot of people. How do you take care of you? I'm not too good at that, my friend. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> surfing. Yeah, Aren't you surfing out there? Well, when I go to Hawaii, I am not in the 50 degree California water. No, but, no, no, no. Um, you know, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm making evening trips now to visit Pops in his memory care place, and so yeah. you know, I get up at 4:30, and it's been 10:30, 11 when I've been going to bed, and so. Um, and then the awesome thing is our refrigerator died on Thursday oh, no. and kind of flooded our kitchen. So now we're living without a reefer and uh, not that kind of reefer. No, my no, friends. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, so, you know, eating out, which when you're on the go is not the healthiest. And so there, you know, um, there's always a little challenge. And so I am back in the pool a couple times a week. I'm walking a ton, but, uh, of course I could drink another sip of water or eat a little bit more healthy. Um, but, uh, uh, whew, you know, it, there is five minutes a day that, you know, I can take and I do close my eyes and reflect and put a little bit of mindfulness in. I got, I got to stop, you know, every day we all have to stop. And, the power uh, of the pause. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I posted about that the other day about my, uh, Joey Tribbiani, you know, how are you doing? But we have to check in and we have to stop and we have to give permission. It's okay to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing about your dad. Um, my mom's got some dementia right now, too, and she was um, a victim of scammers. And mm. after she tried to take out 10 grand from the bank, then, <clears throat> excuse me, the bank called the bank called CPS for adults and mm -hmm. said, "Ooh, something's going on. And and we had this harsh reality check that the mom that you know, we used to have isn't there and we're working hard to just keep her comfortable. And she's so confused. It's so, so hard to go through. Oh, totally. I mean, my sister and I were, you know, with dad last night and, um, you know, of course his mood changes when we get there and he becomes so happy and filled with love. But, you know, the conversation, 99% of it is about something that doesn't exist, but you still agree and you ex be happy and, and make them feel validated and, and things like that, because it's, it's not about what you do with them. It's about how they feel when you leave. And that's such a big thing about Alzheimer's is that it's the feeling and they are going to remember how you made them feel when they leave. So that's important, but it's funny, you know, not funny, but I, I I'm super excited about that bank. I love that they called, you know, like send them a thank you card because not every, person or company or corporation is going to be as responsible to the unfortunate victim like your mom. So that's yeah, pretty cool. I agree. And I'm going to piggyback on what you said. It's about how they feel when you leave. Jeff, wouldn't you say that is not just exclusive to Alzheimer's and dementia patients? No way. You know, at the end of the day, as I'm walking out of the office, am I just going to storm out or go around the way? No. Hey, have a good night, ladies. You happen to be ladies in my office. So, uh -huh, yeah. um, you know, but like, hey, thanks for doing something. But uh, is it hard to do that? No, it's a choice. Like we talked about earlier, that as I approach you or as I depart from you, it's all about how we make someone feel. Because, yes, we have to have give permission to feel a certain way. But if the words are kind and floating in the air like cotton candy, then it's easier to take a bite, right? Oh, no question. 
Hey, how can my listeners grow alongside of you, follow you, pick up the book that's coming and anything you want so that they can connect? Um, I, I love Twitter, you know, at Jeffrey Kubiak, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-K-U-B-I-A-K. Mm-hmm. That's probably my, my biggest vehicle. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, but I, uh, I'm not like, I, I, I don't let everyone follow me cause I do have some familial things. Um, I'm on Voxer for most of my educator friends. And then I do have a blog. Um, I think it's, I don't even know what it is, Barbara. I'm is it sorry. The principles, Pr- principles. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yes. But it, yeah, I think it's principal Kubiak at blogspot. That's what it is. Okay. So, got it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Enjoy the journey with me, learn with me. And, um, I'm super excited about my book and I can't wait till it comes out because Babs will be one of the first recipients. I'll tell you that much. Well, I can't wait for it either. And I got to make that Wisconsin connection. Did we know that each other was from Wisconsin? Well, I'm not, but my father is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just pop, pops grew up in Milwaukee and left when he was 19. So, um, okay. Got it. But you've got some of those Midwestern roots then. Not yeah. you personally, but your no. family. Yeah. But Leon's frozen custard was always a favorite. Oh, <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, you were speaking my language the whole time. I love it when um, kindness comes up in a feed and mostly when somebody's not just talking about it, but living it. So thank you for living it one drop at a time. Um, any parting words before we let you get to the business of your holy work? Um I'm just blessed. I'm blessed to be a friend of yours and be on this amazing show. And I'm blessed to be a servant. Um, I know life doesn't always come with uh, smiles and roses, but we got to make the best of it. So keep doing, keep kind. And uh, that's how we got to look at our life, don't we? Absolutely. Every single moment. So I want to thank Jeff Kubiak for carving out time for us this morning. And then I want to remind people that this podcast is supported by ProSign Design. I also want to apologize if there's a little bit of feedback this morning. Um, ProSign Design is a family-owned company that's dedicated to character, safety, and organization. Join us next week as we continue the conversation about character education, connections, and life. Of course, if you liked what Jeff and I talked about or any of the other episodes, we'd love for you to review wherever you're listening. And until next time, remember, character speaks.